0: Don't wait until you graduate to live your best life. Let's start now. Today's episode is sponsored by Wildflower Education, and this is the company that I am working to build right now. And Wildflower Education provides a mobile app that helps students connect and collaborate on campus. And we believe that a sense of belonging is critical to your success. And you all know this is what I'm trying to get you all to do, step outside of your comfort zone, meet new people, and try new things. We help you do that. Wildflower Education makes it easy for you to meet other students in your class, create a study group, ask for help, and find clubs and organizations that are aligned with your interests. We make the first move so you don't have to. If this sounds like something that you may want to bring to your campus or use in your club, organization, or class, schedule a meeting with me Now, like right now, as soon as you listen to this, email me and let's brainstorm ways that we can bring waterflower education to your campus. I'd love to connect. I'll leave my email in the show notes and let's get back to the show. Welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here. And today I have with me a current college student, Megan, and super excited to have her on. Um, So Megan, why don't you get started and share just where you're at in college right now?
1: Sure. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Alicia. Um, I am a senior undergraduate student at the University of Colorado in Boulder. I am studying statistics and data science and economics, and I'm also getting a certificate in social innovation.
0: Awesome. And we actually met in a class, which is awesome, um, but we can talk about that if we want. Uh, but so you are um, about to graduate. First off, how does that feel? where where, what's what's the emotions right now going inside your
1: head it's kind of kind of all over the place because when I first started college my parents were like oh it's gonna go by so fast and I was like okay maybe but not that fast but it went by that fast and so it's just so weird that I'm graduating and having to think about the next steps of like what what to do next which has been a little like stressful, but also I'm excited to graduate. I guess I'm excited to like start a new chapter to start getting some experience of just being a a real adult (laughs) as what I like to call it. But yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's mostly fun being an adult. I just will say
1: that (laughs) it is
0: mostly fun. Um, Okay. So you started college, not as a stat, like a statistics, data science, you know, major. So Mm -hmm. tell us more about kind of what was your initial major coming into college and then why why was like why did you choose that major
1: initially? yes so when i was in high school i actually really liked business and was considering doing um hr human resources um but i loved all of my math classes so i was like you know maybe i should do a more stem route but didn't like the science as much so i knew i wasn't going to do that one um, and my my dad was a computer science major in college and I wouldn't say he forced me but he definitely strongly encouraged me to just do that just so I can take some coding classes and just have that skill because it was and still is in really high demand Um, and I was like well as long as I can do some math so I was going to do a computer science major with a statistics minor and then when I Um, applied for colleges and finalized that I was going to go to CU, I actually flew out to Colorado for an admitted student stay and went to talk to some people in the stats program and was like, oh, you know, I want to do a stats minor, computer science major. And that's where I first heard about the statistics and data science major. And I was like, oh, that's actually entirely what I want to do instead. (laughs) Because when I took a few coding classes, I liked them but I was like this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life just doing that type of coding like I want to do like analysis and be able to like help people solve problems Um, and I really like statistics so I wanted to be able to do that in my job as well Um, so that's kind of where I switched and I've really enjoyed all of my classes some of them are so difficult but I've just I've really liked all of them and I've had some really great professors and met some other really cool students who I've You know, done homeworks and projects with, Um, and then I ended up adding economics after taking a few classes for Gen Eds and just really liked them. And so I was originally going to do a minor, and then I realized I only needed I think two or three more classes for the major. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll do a double major. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of how that happened, Um, and I've really enjoyed all those classes too. And just sometimes there's a lot of cool connections between like analysis and economics. So I've always thought that was really cool and then the social innovation certificate also I kind of found because I was taking classes for it without realizing it as gen eds and then I is, sometimes I'll just browse through all the majors and minors and certificates at CUS because there's so many of them and I'm like these are all so cool I wish I could do them all but I don't have time <laughs> but that's okay um and I saw the social innovation one and was like you know I want to work somewhere that is innovative and that is working to make things better and to make things more convenient for people like that's the type of company I want to work for at some point after I graduate Um, so I just thought having that certificate and taking those classes would be really helpful and I've really enjoyed all those ones too because I took the this one called designing social innovations that I really enjoyed and then the one with you executing social innovations I also really liked so I've really enjoyed those as well
0: yeah that's so cool. I love that. Well and I love that you said that you're really driven to make things better like or make things easier for people. Um what what do you think that comes from?
1: I think possibly when I was in high school I did competitive swimming and water polo and we were always like the underdog smaller team because we didn't have as many experienced um, like swimmers or players like sometimes people would join their freshman year and had never like like they knew how to swim but they'd never been on a swim team before so just kind of like and at one point I, I was the captain of my junior and senior year and I always just try to think of ways to make them like enjoy their experience more and not feel like you know like they have to win every race or they have to like score a bunch of points during a game they just need to like enjoy their experience and have fun with it and like just gain something useful from it so I feel like that kind of inspired me to like think of ways to just make things better for people (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense but I feel like that I think that helped a lot yeah
0: and then you talked about like wanting to solve problems with data are there certain problems that you're really passionate about that you see that you know from your unique vantage point in life that you just really care about right now
1: what I was always interested in was with healthcare and like how to make things more affordable or more accessible for people and I always thought the data in that area was interesting Um, and thought about doing the public health certificate that CU offers but then did not want to take the science class for it so it ended up not going happening but um But I have considered applying for a few like analyst positions at hospitals, um, which I was surprised to find that they had. I wasn't really sure how that would work, but that would be kind of like a long-term goal to kind of just like use data in a way that helps people and makes their, just makes things more accessible for them.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think uh, what's so cool about data science is that you can do that in everything, right? Every... (laughs) From our like ed tech company that we're working on, Mm -hmm. all the way to larger corporations, large healthcare facilities, like all of us need data science. And so it's really great because you could do healthcare for three years, five years, 10 years, Mm -hmm. 20 years, and then just change your mind and say, actually, I want to go into education and help them improve their education system using data, right? Like you have so many amazing opportunities in that. So I just love that. I think it's such a great skill set to have. Um, So really cool. And I also just want to highlight and zoom in of, um, for listeners of the importance of browsing majors and minors. So I love that you did that (laughs) because I don't think a lot of students do. And I know I didn't until I was freaking out about my own major. Like, I don't want to do this. What the heck else is there? Um, don't, you don't have to, you know, be in that crisis situation in order to like, go look at them. I love that. You're just kind of every now and then I just browse through and see, and then you were able to make it happen pretty seamlessly because you were already taking some of those classes. So it was really easy to integrate. And I think not every student knows that it can actually be easier than you think to double major. So if you are curious or you like two different things, even if they're in very different fields, just talk to your academic advisor and see if it's a possibility. I know I was even able to change my major middle of my junior year, completely changed my major, but a lot of the classes transferred over. So I was still able to graduate in time, you know? So I just feel like there's so much more flexibility than we think. And, and sometimes there's not, it really depends on your, the classes that you've taken and then yeah. how, what you want to change into, but it's always worth it to just ask the question because then you can have a diverse skill set and you're taking more classes that you're interested in, which is always, I think me, for me, a a huge win for students. So love that.
1: I agree. I love running the degree audits and just seeing like (laughs) what classes there are, like what I can do. Like it's so much fun for me. Like when I get to pick classes I'm like, oh yes, like what, like what fun class am I going to find next to take? And it's so cool.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that perspective. And, you know, this is the time for to get your schedule right for the spring semester mm-hmm. and do your best, right? Like you you may not be able to find like five classes that you love, but finding two or three that you are really excited to learn about and take, it changes the game in your learning experience because you're mm-hmm. actually interested in the content, right? Versus learning for learning's sake, like let's learn for something that you're interested in. Exactly, yeah. Awesome. Um so you started college a few years ago, um, and now you're getting close to the end. Uh, what was it like transitioning to college for you, and what were some of the challenges maybe early on in your career, or just even the semester?
1: Let's see. When I first started, I did not know anyone else who went to see you. I was the only one from my high school who uh, was going to school in Colorado. So that made me a little nervous because I, I didn't really have trouble making friends beforehand because, you know, I did something. So I became friends with all the girls on the swim team. And and I was an orchestra, so I was friends with people in orchestras. Like I always like did something that allowed me to make friends and even just like people in classes as well. So I was like, you know, I'll, I'll be okay. But it definitely took me a few weeks to like, adjust and make a group of friends that I enjoy spending time with and then I also rushed and joined a sorority but that was that always had so much going on during the first semester I like never knew what was going I never knew what was going on because I would always meeting so many new people and forgetting their names and then forgetting to put their contact name in the phone so they would text me and I wouldn't know text me that it was just it was just a lot so I was meeting so many people at once and then not like knowing who to like continue reaching out to to hang out or sometimes people would want to do something that I didn't want to do so I was like hey maybe our interests don't align as much as I thought they would Um, so it's just kind of hard to like adjust to that I think
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's actually what we're building, right? At Wildflower Education. So um, Megan is an intern with Wildflower Education, which is the company that I now work for or work with and in building. And like, I just uh, love the connection piece because it is so hard, especially in the beginning of a college Mm -hmm. journey to, to find those relationships and then not only to find them initially, but then to build them over time. Mm -hmm. So were there any strategies that you can think of that were helpful for you or that you like stumbled upon? Like you kind of mentioned some of the ones that you stumbled upon, but like, how do you build relationships? Like, how would you teach somebody to do that?
1: I think one thing that I did for my classes is just talking to the people sitting next to me I ended up making some really good friends in um the first calculus class I took because we were waiting to go into the lecture hall and someone just walked up to me and introduced herself and then we started sitting together and yeah. studying for exams together and then we kind of made a group in the class which was really great um and then outside of classes I think something I had to do was just step out of my comfort zone and just like invite myself to their dorm and be like hey I'm coming to your dorm can we hang out and they and they almost always said yes and if they said no it was because you know they're busy doing something else um and that's something I always had trouble doing because it's like oh I don't want to always invite myself because I feel like that's so like difficult like once I started doing it more then they would do the same back and that's how I knew that like they did want to like spend time with me and that like we were building a connection um but uh, that was definitely difficult to do though at first <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think that those are great. Those are great. Because I think, especially in the beginning, it's so hard. It was so hard for me as a student. And even after, like, as a graduate student, and then later on in my professional career, it's really hard to introduce yourself to somebody. Like Mm -hmm. it's awkward. You don't know if you're gonna say the right things, and stuff just comes out, and you're like, "Why did I say that? Why
1: did I say that?"
0: Like you have this internal dialogue. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. I can be so awkward sometimes, and it's just it's so embarrassing. And then like I get to know them, and they're like, "Oh, you're not as awkward as I thought you were." I'm like, "I know." I just it's always just like the first like few times, like you hang out with someone, and then you kind of have to decide like, okay, like I need to be a little less awkward next time, and just like talk to them and have a fun time. But it can be hard. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And be be patient with yourself. And and Mm -hmm. I think think the best skill that I ever developed was introducing myself to somebody because I am not afraid anymore. If I make eye contact with somebody, or even if I am next to somebody, I will just be like, hi, I'm Alicia. And then usually they respond (laughs) with something, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Like, And then I can, depending on how they respond, um, then I, you know, can ask a superficial question or, Oh, what brings you here today? If I'm at an event that they're at, or how did you hear about this event? Like I have these like questions in the back of my head that I can always ask somebody to just get the conversation started. And then I, I'm pretty organic. Once the conversation gets going, I feel more comfortable, but it's that initial like awkwardness. Um, but you know, that's okay. And I think embracing that. And I I think, I think a lot of people feel this way. Like I'll talk to individual students and I'll talk to individual, just other, like my friends and stuff. And like, it's just really hard to do that. And I think COVID-19 being away from that social experience, experience also has kind of forced a lot of us to go internal instead. (laughs) And and so then it just makes it even harder. So I just say that to say, like, as you're building relationships, um, so at the initial, but then also the building over time is just really hard. And I wanted to kind of dive into, you mentioned that sometimes you, you know, you would realize, oh, I'm actually not interested in hanging out with this person. And it's not a reflection of them. It's not that they're a bad person Mm -hmm. or that you're a bad person because you don't want to hang out with them. It's just sometimes it doesn't fit and that's okay and that's part of the, especially in college you're around so many different types of people and you want to and you should be open to different types of people and different experiences but like for me especially like in college i wouldn't be interested in going to play dungeons and dragons like that's a game if you're not familiar with it i've never played it before Um, i was supposed to play it for the first time a couple of weeks ago and couldn't but like, that's just not really my vibe probably, mm-hmm. <laughs> but now I have friends who sometimes play and I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll put myself outside of my comfort zone, but like in college, I would have had zero interest in that. And that's okay. And if they, if this friend group that I had talked to, like did it all the time, then it might not be a good fit for me. Right. Or if they party mm-hmm. all the time and I don't want to party all the time.
1: Exactly. So I think, yeah.
0: So it's just like feeling that out. So I love that you said that. I think that's great.
1: Yes. And I will say um, being in a sorority and having to recruit people has made me so good at small talk and introducing myself to people, which is a skill I wasn't expecting to get out of it because um, I didn't know a lot about sororities or Greek life before I joined one. So that was also really cool.
0: Yeah. Because, and like, why, why do you think that it was easier for you to do that? Like, is it because you did it so much or like, yeah
1: oh yeah we spent like weeks like preparing for recruitment um like yeah just so much time preparing and doing practice conversations with other members of a sorority which was fun because if you were paired with someone you didn't know very well then you like just have a really fun conversation and get to know them or if it's someone you know really well you get to like kind of goof around a little bit but still get the practice out of it um so it was just really fun and then actually recruiting I remember I was so nervous the first time I did it, because I was like, you know, what if they have no interest in having the conversation? So I just basically just keep asking them questions over and over again, and then essentially having a conversation with myself because they're just not being very polite, which unfortunately happens sometimes. Or if they say something um, that they're not supposed to, because there's certain topics that you're not supposed to talk to during, or there's certain topics you aren't supposed to talk about during recruitment, like how much money you make or like political views and stuff like that. Like those are the things you try to avoid during recruitment. Um, so I'm like, Oh my gosh, what do I do if that happens? But they trained us for all of it and just taught me a lot of good communication skills, I think.
0: Yeah. And I, and I imagine too, once you're on that side of it, you want, you want the people who are coming in and potentially joining the sorority, you want them to feel welcome, right? You mm-hmm. want them to, to feel like they belong immediately in that space. If, if, if it's a good fit. Um, so I think like that has, that has always helped me too, of if I introduce myself to somebody, it's going to help them feel like they're welcomed in this space. And that's, exactly. that's important for me as a human to, to do that and to, um, acknowledge people when they enter spaces, uh, or when I'm in, entering, like acknowledge folks as well, uh, because it, most people don't do it. If you look around, <laughs> it doesn't happen organically as much yeah. as I wish it did. And, um, that's that's just yeah, important for us to to consider, especially as we, yeah, transition uh, hopefully out of the pandemic soon. But yes, yeah. um cool. So you are about to graduate and you've done a few internships. So I want to learn a little bit more about how did you how did you even think about internships? How did you find out about internships? And then I want to talk about the specific ones that you're in or that you've done before?
1: Yes. So I think, I first started thinking about internships when I was a sophomore, um, which was kind of during the peak of COVID, all my classes were online and I was like, I need something to do over the summer. So I, and I want it to be related to my major. And so I made a LinkedIn profile, got on Handshake because my school has like a, I don't know, I don't know the right word for that, but I was able to make like an account through my school email on Handshake and just applied and applied and applied and applied. And, um, I had my dad help me a little bit with like making my resume look better and trying to like, um, prepare me to like talk about like the skills I have. Um, and I had a few interviews, which I was really nervous about because I've never, I'd never done interviews relating to like my schoolwork before, Um, Cause I, I had like a job in high school and um, throughout part of college as a lifeguard and it, you know, it's not the same, but it was a good job to have for sure. But I wanted to start doing something relating to what I was studying and I unfortunately did not get one. And I think part of it was probably because of COVID and, you know, they thought they had the budget to hire interns and then ended up not, or just because I was a sophomore and had, did have quite a few like classes and experience it might just not have been enough um so I didn't I didn't take it too personally but I was like at least I'm putting myself out there and like getting experience from the interviews and getting some like feedback um so I was a little disappointed but not I didn't take it too personally um but one thing I applied for I thought it was an internship but it was actually sort of like a seminar and I didn't realize it and this was with Discover Financial Services, like the, the banking company, and they invited me to attend the seminar over the summer. And I just learned about the internship program, and um, met a few like employees who were interns before and what they liked about it, and also just met some other people at the seminar, so it was really cool. And then through that, I got invited to apply for the internship for the following summer. Um, and so I applied for it, did the interviews and then got the offer for the internship in September of last year. So 2021, which was so great. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I have an internship. I don't have to worry about this for the entire year. And it was just such a big weight off my shoulders. And like, my dad encouraged me to apply for more and I was like I don't want to I want to do this internship I know a lot about it because I went to this seminar like it is a great opportunity it's in the town I grew up in so I can commute to it which is really nice and then still see like my friends I grew up with um and so I and then I did the internship with them and I was so nervous because I was like oh god what if they like think I'm stupid and fire me (laughs) like I I get what is that like imposter syndrome I was like did I actually like deserve this internship do I actually have the ability to like learn these new skills because um they had a lot of different projects and they sent them to us and I was reading them and I was like these all sound so interesting but I don't know if I know like the right language for it or if I'll be able to like complete it because it was only a nine-week internship um but once I started it. I had an amazing manager who gave me like student loan crash course. I know so much about student loans now, (laughs) probably too much. Um, And I simulated um, data for collecting both performance and what was the other one? And volume metrics for people who have a student loan of like, are they paying it back in time? um or no it was actually to approve people for student loans because there was this whole process that an applicant goes through to get applied for a student loan so i had to simulate every single situation that an application goes through in order to get approved and you and like there's like multiple ways to get approved you can get approved with a cosigner without a cosigner and just all these different things so i had to simulate all those um and i coded it and then i made a dashboard that automatically like updates it um which was really cool cuz they said it was something that like they've been needing and they want to use. So I was like, "Oh, like, you know, this is helping the student loans team. It's so exciting." Um and I just got a lot of experience with working with a huge data set and just learning about the financial system, which is not something I thought I'd be interested in previously, but ended up really liking. And then just meeting so many cool people in the company, um they encourage us to like send an email and ask to do like coffee chats with people and so I did a few of those of people in different departments because I just wanted to hear like what they did and what they liked like they have a DEI branch so I met with like um, someone in that area and just was like oh like and just learned so much about like what they do to like make sure that their company like enforces all of like their DEI policies and actually has ones that Um, are like diverse or inclusive which was really cool um and then one person I met with I don't even realize it beforehand but she was like like the chief of like the analytics like branch and I found out that she was in the same sorority as me and it was so cool like we just like talked so much about it and it was so fun (laughs) um and just how she like went from being an undergrad and just working her way up in this company and I was like that is so cool and she's like I've been loving it, you know? So that was a really cool thing to like meet with her and talk with her. Um, and then I did like a final presentation at the very end and got invited back to apply for a full-time job, which was also really cool. And yeah, that was kind of the experience with that.
0: Yes. I love that so much. And there's so much there. One thing I want to just commend you on because so many people say this and then or are or, or told this and then don't follow through, but they recommended that you do coffee chats, mm-hmm. right? Or were there other students in the program too in the internship?
1: Yes, I think there were 120 interns or so. So like a decent amount. Um.
0: So for 120 interns, I can probably accurately predict that if they weren't made to do this and it was optional, that probably like less than 10% of people actually reached out to people for coffee chats.
1: Probably. So, yeah. so it's a scary thing to do because it like I'm just a yeah. little intern and they're this like full-time employee who's been working for years at this company. And so it was like, I was nervous, but they were all so nice and they would always like buy me coffee or one person gave me a mug, you know, it was like, they were so nice, which is cool. Um, yeah. They because, taught me a lot about their company culture, which is nice.
0: Yes. Yes. I love that. Yes. Yeah, so you're learning about company culture. You're learning about how like their path and how they got there. You're just learning so much and it's just building your network. Um, I hope that you followed up with them on LinkedIn.
1: I did. Awesome. Yes. yes.
0: Okay, cool. Cause it's great to have those people in your network, um, but it's just so good. So, so definitely reaching out to people. Um, especially whenever you're recommended to do so, like that is awesome. And and even with like professors, uh, because I think sometimes with professors, you're like, this person is probably not like a good connection point, either industry wise or in like based on the content, you're just not interested. But mm-hmm. like usually in a class, there's probably like two to five students who are really interested in the content, or maybe 5% of students are really interested in the content, like soaking it up. Like, I love this. I want to do this. And they don't reach out to the professors who can help them get connected to internships and jobs and just yeah. like mentor them along the way. So I say that just so listeners, when you hear this, like do that, Um, especially like the semester's ending right now, if there's a professor that you're like, oh, they seem kind of interesting. And maybe could help me in the future, reach out to them and try to have a conversation because that, that, so I love the idea of a coffee chat. That's great. But I wanted to go back to your initial reason for like, you started looking for internships that were related to your major.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: obviously that's ideal, especially if you like your major, but if you don't like your major or you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this history degree get an internship in anything that is interesting to you. Like the more interesting it is to you, the more like success you're going to have in that internship. And you're going to build out your network in that space. So you can potentially get hired after, right. Get the job offer full time, or at least get an amazing experience and recommendation for whatever is next for you.
1: So it's just so good. Yeah. I love that. I agree. Yeah. It yeah, I ended up loving the internship, which was like kind of the reassurance I needed that I was on the right path and doing something I really liked, um, which was really nice because I was like, okay, if I don't like this internship, then I'm going to have a crisis, but I liked it, so it was good. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And, but it's so good and you're getting practical real world experience. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's like connecting what you're learning in class with what could be next for you. And I love that you're saying, yeah, that you kind of like were able to test out the waters a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and and especially you are, you liked your major. So it makes sense for you to get an internship in that and then confirm like, is this, you know, okay, yes, this is a good space for me. So I love Mm that. Um, one thing that you talked about was that you didn't deserve this. You were kind of like questioning it at the beginning of like, ah, like, um, can you tell me a little bit more about what that felt like in the, in the beginning? And if you have any stories where you just remember,
1: yeah, any stories, I
0: guess, related to that. Cool.
1: I think, well, I remember when they called me to offer the internship, my first reaction was like, really? (laughs) And I was like, wait, no, I didn't mean that. Like, thank you so much. Like I accept, but like, that was like my first reaction. And the guy was like, I mean, yeah, really? Like we like loved your interviews and everything. And I was like, right. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it was so embarrassing. But, um, um, and then once I got started, the first week was kind of just like onboarding and learning about the company and like meeting the team I'm working with, which was really overwhelming because mm-hmm. there was just so much information and um they actually asked for some feedback on how they like present the information. Cause sometimes they like repeated a bunch of things and I was like, okay, like I don't need to like hear it again. Like I feel like they could have designated that time to like do something else. Like I wrote them some like feedback on how they do the onboarding. Um, and then once I started the training, like for my project and learning like the student loan process and like, they have these like online classes that you can do. So I started, teaching myself SQL and like playing around with Tableau is the platform I used to make the uh, dashboard on and just like kind of just teaching myself these things and then like asking questions and they gave me like practice problems to do which was fun um, and when I was able to do them I was like okay like maybe I do like get this like maybe I can like pick it up quickly enough to like get this project done um, but so at first I was nervous about asking questions because I was like if I'm asking a lot of questions they're gonna think I don't know what I'm doing but then I would do these check-ins with my manager every week and I was like, is it okay that I'm asking so many questions? I just asked her, I was like, is this making you like nervous about like having me on your team? And she was like, oh no, I'm glad you're asking me questions because if you don't ask and then you do something wrong that just like, you know, it just sets you back. So I'd rather you ask, have me explain it and then you do the right thing, um, which was really reassuring for me. Cause I was like, okay, so it's okay that I'm asking questions and then figuring it out. Um, So I guess it was just kind of a learning process of accepting that, like, the way that I am learning and the way that I'm getting projects done is something that they desired and something that they were really happy with, which was really nice. Um, While also getting feedback on just how I um, approach problem solving and, um, like, interact with other members of the team. Yeah. So good. And I I love that you are like, um,
0: well, I guess I'll just say fun fact, working on this side of things as a company and we hire interns, I expect you to not know a lot, like already, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I actually expect you to not know much. um, And then when you do, it's like a, a nice surprise. I'm like, oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. And like, you've been able to just jump right in. And I want to talk about your transition to wildflower education and kind of like your thought process on that. Um, mm-hmm. but just, you know, if you're thinking about an internship, like go for the moon, like try apply for all the dream internships that you can and, and then go for it and learn as much as you can, because again, on our end, like as the hiring like people, we want, students who are eager to learn and to go, like, we want people to just like learn fast and ask questions and be engaged. Like, that's what I, that's what I want. I want somebody who's engaged, you know, mm-hmm. who's willing to ask questions, who's willing to share ideas, who's willing to give feedback and and just like fully in it. So anyway, so that's kind of what we're looking for, you know? So, yeah. I, so I want to talk a little bit about your transition into wildflower education. So you, went from this large corporation company, right. Getting that experience. Yep. So tell us a little bit about kind of how, like, how did you end up working for a startup now?
1: Yes. So I, um, in one of the classes I'm taking this semester, it's called statistical collaboration. And it's probably one of the favorite stat classes I've taken so far because we help like grad students or departments with projects and do like the statistical part of it for them and then just learn about like what they're doing. And it's, it's been so cool. And the professor, he, um, mentioned one day during class, he's like, Hey guys, there's a startup career fair coming up. You should sign up to go. And I was like, you know what, maybe I will. Um, so I signed up and I think part of my motivation for doing it was because I told my dad about it and he worked for a startup right out of college. I keep talking about my dad. He's like, He kind of paves the way for my (laughs) success at this point. Um, and he's like, "I went for a startup out of college, so you definitely should go to this, and you know, maybe try to get an internship because next semester my like schedule is a lot lighter, or even for over the summer." And I was like, "Okay, you know, can't hurt. Go see see if anyone's looking for data analysts." So I go to this career fair, and um, it was Wildflower Education, and then there were two or three other ones who were looking for a data analyst. So I went and talked to them for a little bit and then um I emailed Ken for like a follow-up I was like oh hi like I'd love to speak to you some more and I can send over my resume and then I did the interview where I saw you and I was like oh it's Alicia that's so cool um it was so comforting to see you there I was like oh if Alicia works out well, that's a good that's a good sign um so that was so cool and then um and then you guys gave me the offer and I was like Oh my God, it was another like no way like but that's like I was so excited because I think I didn't really know what to expect because. I from what I heard about startups is that they're very like fast paced and there's always things changing and. um, Always like new exciting things happening and I love that every time I do a meeting with Ken he always updates me on what like is going on he's like oh like we just had this great meeting for a grant I'm like that is so cool like at Discover because they're already like very well established like I never really got updates on like what was going on with other teams unless I did a coffee chat with someone and asked them what they were doing or I talked to the other interns and asked them what their project was but that wasn't the same as like seeing like the company like grow and like make like significant changes to like improve it um because the server kind already has the routine like they know what they need they like which was great and it was cool kind of having that like okay like this is my project and I know that it's impactful so it's still really cool but with the startup I just like knowing what's what's what everyone's doing and like meeting new people and I've like really enjoyed all the events I've gone to um with the new venture challenge or the the uh Oh, what's it called the variety show. I thought that was so cool. Um, and I really liked your presentation too. And, um,
0: well, and just a pinpoint just cause oh, yeah. listeners don't know what that is, but oh, yeah. these are entrepreneurship events that are local to Boulder, Colorado, and they share different innovations and things that they're working on. Um, so it's just a really fun atmosphere to be part of, but yeah,
1: it is. And I don't think it's an atmosphere I would have known about if when I hadn't taken your class and learned about the new venture challenge there and also just by working for Wildflower and going to these events and it's such a cool atmosphere all these people have so many cool ideas and they like just it's cool how people have all these good questions and like like having discussions about it um like it's just something I don't think I would have even known about if I hadn't like found Wildflower Education so I'm really thankful for that
0: yeah, and I think, you know, we've talked about this before, and I hope that it's okay to share this, but you're kind of like, I don't think I want to be an entrepreneur personally. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> um, but like potentially working in the space or working, you know, to do something innovative within a company, like even if it's a large company, like excites you. And I think we need people who are innovative. We need people who want to go to these types of the startup variety show and learn about something that then you can take, even if it's not even in the same industry or in the same field but there's things that I'm like, Oh, maybe I could do this other thing within this, you know, within my company and like do this thing, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's so cool to see um, how things translate and how you can continue to grow. And like, and I've said this multiple times on the podcast, but for me, it gives me hope because every time we go to start a variety show guess there's like at least one company that's trying to solve climate change, you know, or trying to yeah. reduce carbon. Like, and I'm like, hell yes, that's what we need in this world. Like we need, and I mean, and I think what we're creating, I think is needed too, but it's just, it's so like hope it's so like full of hope. It's, it's awesome. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. Cool. The other thing I would just wanted to mention just really quickly is the connection piece of seeing me in an interview and and not expecting it. Right. Uh, And then me, so I, came across Megan's resume uh, and the team had said, oh, we met, you know, Megan and uh, who's interested in data science. And then they sent me that, your resume. And I was like, hold up. I think I know her. Like, I'm pretty sure Megan was in my class last semester. Um, but it's interesting whether this is like fair or equitable is, is up for a question, I guess. But like for me, I'm automatically like, oh, I I got a good impression of you. So for me, I'm like, yeah, we should definitely hire her if y'all like her. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was an easy yes for me because I already had some familiarity with you. And that's where it's like, you don't know where these next opportunities are going to go or who's going to be in the room on the other end. Right. It could be the person from discover, right. Who's this high level analyst. And now she's actually on the board of this other thing and she's helping them interview for, you just don't know. Um, and it's, that's, what's so cool. And it's also why it's so important for you to do your best and wherever you're at, whether it's in class or it's in a a internship or it's in a job or it's in some other volunteer experience, it doesn't matter, but doing your best and having that good work ethic is so important. Um, because again, people see it, people see it, (laughs) even if you don't think they do. And, and so, yeah, just being mindful of that. Yeah. Well, when you think about your college journey and you think about, you know, like what's next, what is
1: next for you, Megan? Oh boy. (laughs) I, I don't know for sure. yet. I definitely would like to stick with wildflower for longer, especially now that I can start doing more hours for you guys, um, starting next semester. And I, I don't know. I've been kind of like occasionally checking linkedin throwing out a few applications just to kind of see what's out there um and then discover as well i i have that offer um for a full-time job that would start in august of 2023 so i've kind of been sitting on that and deciding what i want to do with it um which is just nice like knowing i have these options is very reassuring especially knowing that um like entering a recession and all that messy stuff and it's just it makes me a little nervous but I'm like you know they I haven't seen any news articles saying that discovers laying off 10,000 people so that's a good sign um so so at least that's probably good um but yeah I think I don't think I expected to like be working for a startup and I definitely want to stay with it for a little bit just because it's so exciting to like see like what could happen next with it
0: yeah, awesome. Well, we can kind of wrap up, but um, I'd love to know any other advice or things that you wish that you would have known uh, earlier on in your college journey.
1: I think advice is to do things that interest you, which I know is sometimes hard to find, but I think the way I found my interest was through taking classes. So just like being a student and just going through the courses and finding, you know, gen eds that I thought were interesting is kind of what got me into like the economics and the social innovation, which I'm really happy about. And then also just like being open to making connections and always like working hard in classes just because, you know, even though like they like, my gen ed classes and sometimes they were like not as difficult as my statistics courses it didn't mean I, I was going to put less effort into them because again like when I came to the interview and tell you I was like oh I'm so glad that like you know like I worked really hard in that like class that I took with you otherwise you'd have been like you know like she never talked or she had her camera off the whole time but no like I because like I enjoyed the class and I wanted to be engaged with it and it mm-hmm. didn't matter that it wasn't like my major class it was still something that I was learning a lot from and gaining a lot of like important information from. So I cared about it just as much as my other like stats classes. So -hmm. I think just not like prioritizing things correctly is also really important.
0: Yeah. I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Megan. We appreciate it.
1: Yes. Thanks again for having me. It was cool.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the college life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you share it with a friend and I will catch you in the next one. Have an excellent week.